thankful for that. Take your Bible and turn with me to John uh, chapter number 8. John chapter number 8. And I appreciate you being here this morning. And I'll, I'll preach and we'll have a few baptisms uh, this morning. I'm very thankful for those following the Lord in believers' baptism. Last week we preached uh, John chapter 8 in the first few verses, I think the first 11 verses, this woman caught in adultery uh, had come to Jesus while he's teaching in the temple. Keep that in mind. Jesus is in the temple. It's still the feast of the, of the uh, tabernacles. And, and uh, in the middle of his teaching, the Pharisees come. They drag this woman who was caught in adultery. And they bring her to Jesus in the fact that to see how Jesus would respond. Uh, th- thinking that maybe he would uh, trick, maybe that he would uh, be, be stumbled, if you will, or tri- tripped up or, or um, uh, guess in, in a way tricked. Uh, Jesus then uh, ties them in a, in, a, in a tail and puts them on a run and they leave. And of course, uh, Jesus is victorious as he always is. As the woman, he tells the woman to, in verse 11, uh, he says that he doesn't condemn her and go and sin no more. And you're not going to leave the same way you came. And I love it when Jesus uh, deals with a man. They never leave the same. Amen. And I'm glad they leave different. And we go into verse number 12 in John chapter 8. And the Bible says this, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world, and he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. The Pharisees therefore said unto him, Thou bearest record of thyself, thy record is not true. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true. For I know whence I came, and whither I go. But ye cannot tell whence I come, and whither I go. Ye judge after the flesh. I judge no man. And yet if I judge, my judgment is true. For I am not alone, but I, but I am the Father that sent me. It is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. I am the one that bear witness of myself, and the Father that sent me beareth witness of me. Then said they unto him, Where is thy father? Jesus answered, Ye neither know me nor my father. If ye had known me, ye should have known my father also. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to preach for a few minutes this morning. I pray that we would... Uh, maybe in our minds, just put out all distractions and and uh, whatever it is that we need to feel like we need to do after or, Lord, whatever went on before, I pray that, Lord, we not focus on those things. May we, uh, Lord, focus on what is being said at this present hour. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to preach for a few minutes out of these next few verses in John 8 especially in verse number 12, and we'll go on just for a few verses there, on faced with the light. Jesus said in John 12, I am the light of the world. This is another declaration. He said in, 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 in John 6 that he's the bread of life. In John 7 that he's the, the water. He said, I'll, I, you'll never thirst again. And then in John 8, now he's declaring himself the light of the world. And you know that John is writing his gospel to declare that Jesus is God who's come in the flesh, the Christ, the, the Messiah. And as John is writing this, this gospel, his plan in mind, he not only declares that Jesus is God who has 
come in the flesh and that he is the Christ, the Messiah, he also declares that Jesus is the great I am. That Jesus is I am because he says in verse 12, I am the light of the world. I am. Matter of fact, in Exodus chapter 3, he told Moses out of that burning bush, I am that I am has sent you. He said, I am the I am. I'm the center of uh, everything. I am who you say that I am. I am who I am. And he writes as a plan in mind. John has the theme of this, that Jesus is the Son of God. And he not only declares that Jesus is God, but he also declares that Jesus has come in the flesh and that he's the great I am. And although Jesus was not God in the, in, in the flesh in the Old Testament, he was still active in the affairs of his children in the Old Testament. And John uses the Feast of the Tabernacle in John 8, this time that actually started in John chapter 7. And he uses this feast to show the events or, or the type of Christ uh, in this text. And, and as I said earlier, John 6, he transforms that little lad's lunch into uh, from, from some loaves and fishes. He, he feeds thousands of people. In John 7, the Feast of the Tabernacles, they celebrate when Moses got water out of the rock that, that the people were thirsty in the wilderness. And in, in John 8, this is really a representation of that pillar of fire. If you go over to Exodus 13, and we'll do that in just a minute, uh, you'll see that God provided warmth for them, and He provided light for them, and, and shade in the day, and, and fire by night. Who did that? God did that for them. And this is a celebration uh, at the Feast of Tabernacles when they would build booths and they would sing for days and worship for days. What were they doing? They were celebrating their journey through the wilderness and how God provided for them every day. God always provided for them. So what does Jesus do in verse 12? He speak to them. He spake to them and said... I am the light of the world. Let me just say first, number one, He is the light. Jesus is the light. This is our Lord's declaration. The first created act of God. If you go back to ver the third verse in your Bible, Genesis chapter 1 and verse number 3, He said, let there be light. This was a created thing by God. Yet not, this was not the first form of light because the Bible says in John 1, 5 that God is light. So you know what? Light existed before God ever spoke it into existence. Because God is light. Before physical light was created, before uh, anything that they, they could see in John, Genesis 1-3, supernatural light already existed. Can I say that light is often used as a description of God and what extends from Him to us. Matter of fact, if we were to go to other verses in Scripture, we could see that light is associated with the things of God. Psalms chapter 27, in verse number 1, the Psalm of David, it says this, Lord, the Lord is my light and my salvation whom shall I fear the Lord is my strength of my life whom shall I be afraid in Psalms 89 verse 15 blessed is the people that know the joyful sound they shall walk O Lord in the light of thy countenance in Psalm 119 verse 105 the Bible says the word thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number 2 the people that walked in darkness have seen a great 
light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. Light in the Bible is always associated with the good that comes from the Lord Jesus or from God the Father. And when Jesus says in verse 12, I am the light of the world, he was claiming to be God. This is a declaration that I am not just a God, I am the God and I am the light of the world. I am the Messiah to be the Christ uh, that you have been waiting for. Why is he called light why is he declaring himself light in verse 12 well here's what I believe to the darkness of falsehood he is the light of truth to the darkness of ignorance he is the light of wisdom to the darkness of impurity he is the light of holiness to the darkness of sorrow he is the light of joy to the darkness of death he is the light of life why is it that he declared himself the light of the world it's because everything associated with Satan is associated with darkness and sorrow and death. And at the Feast of Tabernacles, just as the sun is coming up in Jerusalem, they would light the two great candelabras there and it signify the light that God did in Exodus. And He would turn to these lights and He would speak in those directions of the people. And the light spoke to the pillar of, uh, of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. Turn with me to Exodus chapter 13. I want to show you uh, briefly what I'm speaking of. Maybe, maybe you've never heard of the pillar of fire or the pillar of cloud that God provided for the children of Israel. But here it is in our text beginning with verse number 17. Exodus 13 and verse number 17. Let me show you what the Lord did for His children. And it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest peradventure the people repent when they see war and they return to Egypt. But God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea and the children of Israel went up harnessed out of the land of Egypt. So it wasn't the way that was the easiest or the closest. He led them another way, a way around. So it was a long journey. But notice this in verse number 21. And the Lord went before them by day in a a pillar of cloud and led them the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night. And he took not away the pillar of the cloud by day and not the pillar of fire by night from the from before the people so you see in Exodus 13 that this journey it was a long journey and the light was to be their guide the Bible says that God went before them he was the direction giver it was a sign of God's holy presence with Israel with his children and let me just say this going back to John chapter 8 and verse number 12 the Lord Jesus is the light of the world and guess what he does Just as God guided the children of Israel, the Lord Jesus guides, His presence guides. We want Him to be our guide to the point us to every way in His very presence. Turn with me to Numbers chapter 9. I want to show you another text real quick about this. Numbers chapter 9, just a few verses. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers. And notice in Numbers chapter number 9, verse 15 through verse number 18. 
Look at verse 15. Numbers 9, verse number 15. And on the day that the tabernacle was reared up, the cloud covered the tabernacle, namely the tent of testimony, and that even and at even there was upon the tabernacle, as it was, the appearance of fire until the morning. Verse 16. So it is it as was always, the cloud covered it by day, and the appearance of fire by night. And when the cloud was taken up from the tabernacle, then after that the children of Israel journeyed, and in the place where the cloud abode, there the children of Israel pitched their tents. So again, this is a directional thing. God is leading them. Look at verse 18. At the commandment of the Lord, the children of Israel journeyed, and at the commandment of the Lord they pitched. As long as the cloud abode upon the tabernacle, they rested in their tents. So literally, the cloud led the children of Israel. When the cloud moved, they moved. When the cloud stayed, they stayed. It provided light at night. It provided cover in the day. Those desert sun would have scorched them to death. But they stayed where the presence of God is. The cloud told them when to move. The cloud told them when to stop. This started all the way in the very beginning of your Bible. God was leading them. He had a purpose for them. And by the way, God still has a purpose for us today and we might as well just say God wherever you're at that's where I want to be at God's presence is real his purpose is real and his directions are real and we must listen in Exodus 14 uh, he says you don't have to turn there but in Exodus 14 verse 19 and the angel of God which went before the camp of Israel removed and went behind them and the pillar of the cloud went before them their face and stood behind them verse 20 and it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel and it was a cloud and darkness to them but it gave light by night to these so that they one came not near the other all the night this is a miracle God was protecting Israel you skip down to verse 24, and it came to pass that in the morning, uh, watch, the Lord looked upon the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and the cloud and troubled the host of the Egyptians. Verse 25, and took off their chariot wheels that they drove them heavily so that the Egyptians said, let us flee from the face of Israel. The Lord fighteth for them against the Egyptians. I love stories like this in the Bible because it shows that God, though Israel uh, was, was mighty in number, they were vulnerable to the Egyptians, they were vulnerable to the Philistines, they would have been slaughtered. God stepped in, He protects them with a cloud, He covered them and brought confusion to the Egyptians. He brought clarity to Israel, they could see, the Egyptians couldn't see. He brought uh, uh, all kinds of things to the enemy because of this cloud. The cloud protected God's people from the enemy. The cloud also became a shield to God's people, protecting them from hot temperatures and near freezing temperatures. And since the fire by night gave Israel light, they never experienced complete darkness. For 40 years, they never had darkness. I mean, as soon as they would maybe get some rest, that cloud was hovering above them, shedding light down upon them. They could see. Can you imagine how dark it would be out in the wilderness? There was no lights. We're used to street lights and, and, and business lights. Listen, if you've ever been in the dark where there is no natural light or there is no uh, light of any street or anything, let me tell you, when it gets dark, you can feel it. There was a light provided for Israel 
This fire was a supernatural thing. Not just an ordinary fire. And the Israelites certainly understood that. They understood that no natural fire could burn for 40 years above the Ark of the Covenant. And of course our greatest need today, today, 2022, is the light. The light in John chapter 8, where Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Let me tell you something, church. We're living in dark days. We need the light. People are living in confusion today. Churches are even confused. Pastors are even confused. Listen, we're living in darkness. You say, what kind of darkness are we living in? Well, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 12, the Bible says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Satan and sin have brought darkness into this world. Can I get an amen? In case you've been walking around not looking, we're living in dark days. We're living in days, and you say, Pastor, uh, what do you mean dark days? I'm talking about spiritually dark. I'm talking about you, it would not, you could walk into a church today, and you could walk and sit down in a church today and not hear the Word of God preached. You could walk into a church today and hear something else other than the Word of God preach. That's the spiritual darkness that we're living in. Shame on us for letting it come this way. Hey, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse number 4. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. That is the light. We're living in dark days. Men are blinded by sin. They're blinded by religion. They're blinded by the... And we need the light of God. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 17. This I say therefore to testify in the Lord that ye should henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. Verse 18. Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the line of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart who being past feeling was given themselves over to lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with all greediness. This is a mental blindness that Satan has blinded the men in this world with we have been blinded by Satan 1 John chapter 2 verse number 11 but he that hateth his brother is in darkness let me just say this if there's anybody sitting in this building today that hates someone let me just say another brother that's what John says another brother I'd be doing some self checkup today hatred is rampant you say what's hatred associated with hatred is associated with darkness there's a lot of hate in this world isn't it a lot of hate a lot of people you can say something and people just automatically hate your guts you can say the name of Jesus and people say man I hate that guy he's a troublemaker leave religion out of here leave Jesus out of here oh they'll, they'll snarl their teeth they'll grit their teeth why because they hate there's a lot of hate there's a lot of race hate today that's not of God That's darkness. There's a lot of political hate today. Just in a few days, people's going to vote. And listen, there will be people, if they find out how you voted and it's not the way they voted, they'll hate you. That's not of God. This church should not be a political church. This church ought to be a Jesus church. We're not preaching politics. We're preaching Jesus. Are y'all saved this morning? Y'all know I'm telling it right. Politics has gotten us in a mess. 
Hatred. Hey, we're as Christians, we're not to hate anything but sin. Our sin. Hate the devil. But don't hate each other. Oh no, spiritual darkness. Everyone apart from Jesus is in spiritual darkness. Uh, listen, I, I think about, I, I read the story, and I can't remember the woman's name, but this woman was an older woman, and she had had blindness for most of her life. And one day she found out, someone told her about this special surgery that she could have, and she had that surgery, and as soon as they lifted the bandages off of her eyes, she said, oh my, oh my, I can't believe what I see. And I want to ask that lady, why did you not do it earlier? Was it because no one told you? Here's, here's my deal. There's a lot of people out here that would like to know about the light, but we haven't told them. We haven't told them. When's the last time you told someone about the light? Let your light shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. We can sing that all day, but y'all notice I got that bushel over it. We're not letting our light shine. Oh, hide it under a bushel. No. Oh, we used to sing that in junior church and vacation Bible school and Awana. And we'd sing that. Boy, we'd, uh, we'd, we'd sing all them songs. And, you know, there's so much truth that we, we don't let our light shine. And this world, listen, this world, as dark as it is, they need to see Jesus. And the way they see Jesus is through you. The way they find out about the light. And now we need to ask the Lord. Look at it with me. And we see that his declaration is the light in verse 12. He said, I am the light of the world. But notice he says something else. We see a demand. He said, he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but he shall have the light. Can I say this? That we ought to walk in that light. He said, he that followeth. There's a, there's a following. It's one thing for you to see the light. Church, don't miss this. It's one thing for you to see the light. It's another thing for you to follow the light. My granddaddy was a coon hunter. He went to be with the Lord one year ago. Uh, next, this, this November, one year ago, this past November, he went to, went to uh, be with the Lord. Got saved in his later years in West Virginia. He was a West Virginia coal miner. Worked in the coal mines for 40 years. Had black lung. His uh, lungs were not good. But I'll tell you one thing my grandpa did. He was strong. My grandpa was a coon hunter. And he coon hunted until he was 85 years old. Now let me just say, there's a difference between coon hunting in South Carolina and coon hunting in West Virginia. What's the difference? We call them hollers. How many of you know what a holler is? A holler is a, is, a, is, a, is a valley between two mountains in West Virginia. It's just one way in and one way out. You're going in that holler and you're going out. It's a shotgun, straight shot, two mountains on the side. And he'd say, Steve, I was a little boy, he'd say, Steve, you want to go run some dogs? He called it running dogs. And so we ran dogs that night. And he'd have one light. He wouldn't give me a light. Had one light. We'd get out in the woods, in the middle of the woods, in the middle of the night. He'd work all day, and then he'd go coon hunting at night. And we'd be in the middle of the woods, dark. I'm talking about pitch black. And he'd turn that light off and listen to them dogs. And honestly, I've never felt darkness quite like that. You could put your hand in front of your face and not, and not I mean, you couldn't see it, but, but it's just, you felt it. It was a darkness that was felt. But as long as my dad, my granddad had the light on and I followed my granddad, I could see. 
But if I chose to go another path, if I chose to lag behind, if I chose to maybe turn around and look somewhere else, it was pitch black. As long as I was following granddad, I could actually see where we're going. And Jesus said, I'm the light of the world, and he that followeth. Can I ask you this question this morning? Are you following? Are you following the Lord? Light reveals a lot of things, doesn't it? You walk in your bathroom without turning the light on. What good's a mirror? What good's a mirror? If I had some smudges on my face and I turned the light on, I see them smudges and I say, well, I got a choice. Do I wash my face or go on like this? My wife, when we're eating at a restaurant, she, she'll, uh, we'll be eating and and uh, I got this beard here, and I've got stuff dripping off of it just about all the time. Especially at a Mexican restaurant, salsa on this side, cheese on this side. And, if, and I can't feel it. It's a beard of steel, you understand. And I can't feel it, and so she'll do this. Steve, get, clean, your, clean that up. That's what she does. Clean it. But when I eat by myself, I don't know. And there's many times I'm walking, you know, out after I've ate, and I'm walking, I look in the, maybe in the rearview mirror, and I'll see stuff all over it, and I'll say, good grief. I look, I look like I slept under a bridge. I mean, what happened? Got stuff all over. Hey, the light reveals something. When you walk into a restroom, you turn the light on, and you say, hey, I'm going to fix myself up. I'm going to make sure I look presentable. I'm going to make sure that things are in the right place. The light reveals Dirtiness. I believe this reveals not only illumination, but it reveals purification. The Lord is holy. And there's a need, anyone to walk through this life in spiritual darkness. Christ is the light of the world and He will shine in our hearts. And we need that. And as I read the, 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 the news account of, of, of others that have been in situations that need light... I often wonder about or John chapter 8 and verse number 4 about that key word, follow. What does it mean to follow Christ? In the Greek, it implies several things. The first thing is this. The word is used for a soldier who follows his captain. It also means a, a word that is used for a slave who attends to his master's needs. Or another thing is the word means to follow the advice of a wise counselor. It means to obey the laws and standards that are set up. We should never attempt to alter the light. We should never attempt to bend the light. To do so would mean a disaster. He says, we want you to follow. And then I want you to notice, if folks know Jesus, He is the light, then why don't they follow Him? Well, I believe John said it in John chapter 3, verse 19, and this is the condemnation. That light is coming to the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. Jesus calls for a decision. What will you do with the light? Someone has said, we can easily forgive a child who's afraid of the dark. The real tragedy of life is when men are afraid of the light. I believe we're living in an hour where even so-called Christians are loving the darkness rather than the light. We're living in days where men are calling good evil and evil good. The light reveals our secret deeds. The light reveals our hidden things. And oh, we don't like the darkness. To reject Jesus is to live in constant darkness. 
John chapter 8, if you go on to verse 21, these Pharisees, who, who was listening to this declaration? Well, these, I'm sure there was people around. This was in the temple, but the Pharisees were listening. Some of them were listening to this declaration. And Jesus said to them in verse 21, He said again unto them, I go my way, and ye shall seek me, and ye shall die in your sins. Whether I go, ye cannot come. He said in verse 24, I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins, for if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. That Listen, church, that is the choice that the religious crowd has made. We are to walk in the light. The third thing is, and I put this down, religion reverses relationship. Religion reverses relationship. Think about this. From verses 13 to verses 27, we have a questioning, we have a uh, debate going on, and these Pharisees are listening and questioning with Jesus. And they know, listen, they're asking questions. Notice in verse 13, here's what the Pharisees said. Therefore said unto him, Thou bearest record of thyself. Thy record is not true. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true. For I know whence I came and whether I go. But ye cannot tell whence I come and whether I go. Ye judge after the flesh. Or you're judging, church stay with me, you're judging after human uh, I guess human deeds, I judge not man. I'm not judging by human deed. Verse 16, and yet if I judge, my judgment is true, for I am not alone, but I and the Father that sent me. There's the problem the Pharisees had with Jesus. Claiming to be the Father. Claiming to be God. Oh, they had a problem with Jesus. Listen, it doesn't matter Church, it doesn't matter about your religious deeds. It doesn't matter how much you've went to church. and doesn't matter how long you've been a Baptist. It doesn't matter how long you've sung in a choir. It doesn't matter how long you've taught a Sunday school class. If you have never been in the light, if you've never had an encounter, these men were standing at the doorway of the light. They're speaking to Jesus who is the light and they still don't understand. There's people that come to our churches and they hear messages, gospel messages. They hear messages out of the book of John and they'll hear them and hear them and hear them and they won't change. Why? They are blind. They're blind in their own self-righteousness. As long as you do, as long as you wear, as long as you sing, as long as you use the religious vernacular, as long as you do all these things, I'm in the light. No, 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 no. The light is one thing. When we put our faith in the shed blood of Jesus Christ, we believe that He is the Son of God. That is the light. That is what reveals the light to us. It's not what you have done. It's what He's done. It's not what we do, and that's what religion says. Religion versus a relationship. I want the light. But one of the saddest verses in Scripture is found in verse number 27. 
after this debate with the Pharisees and questioning and Jesus going back and forth, they understood not that He spake to them of the Father. They, they, they did not understand. Jesus was speaking one way and the Pharisees were understanding another way. They were not on the same page and they understood not that He spake to them of the Father. Now notice verse 28. Then said Jesus unto them, When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, when ye have lifted up the Son of Man. What are they, speak, what are they speaking of? What's Jesus saying? When you lift me up on the cross, not exalting Him like the Pharisees were going to exalt Him, lift Him up. No, no. When they put Him up on the cross, then shall ye know that I am He, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. He says, when, when you put me up there and you, you kill me, and by the way, it was that religious crowd that hated him and put him on the cross. They tried to kill him the whole time he was here. He said, then you'll understand who I am. Notice verse 29. And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. Notice verse 30. And as he spake these words, many believed on him. So many believed, not the Pharisees, but those around would hear. And they said, man, there's something different about him. He just said that he's the light of the world, and he's the bread of life, and he's the water, and, and he's these things, and he's the one that satisfies, he's the one that multiplies, he's the one that brings peace. That, that man, and they believed on Jesus that day. But let me just say, there was others there that heard and walked away. It's one thing for you to hear the light and see the light. I think about Judas. Judas, one of the twelve disciples, who kissed the door to heaven and went to hell. Who had the power, Brother Lee, to exercise demons out of people, but yet he chose. Salvation is a choice. Jesus has done paved the way. You here today, you say, well, Pastor, I'm... I'm, I'm a pretty good person and I'm, I'm faithful to church and I'm a giver and I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a giver of myself. I just don't give money. I give myself and I'm not selfish and I'm, I'm a, a, a this or that. Hey, that's wonderful and that's great and I'm not condemning you. But you understand that is not salvation. You are still walking in darkness. Maybe you're a student here today who feels like you're Religious studies is what brings you into the light. Maybe you're a teacher here today and you feel like you're teaching. Maybe you're a gifted singer today and you feel like your singing is what? Your ability. and That's what these Pharisees, a lot of them thought. But let me ask you this before we close. Do you believe? The Bible says in verse 30 that Many believed on Him. But here we are today in 2022. And there's still people that need to believe. Something as great as the light. Something as powerful as the light. Something as wonderful as the light. 
I enjoy the light. I thank God for the light. I thank God that we can come in our auditorium and flip a switch and the lights come on. I thank God that we can go back there and flip these lights on. I don't like darkness. I don't like going in places and trying to figure out how to get around. And listen, I can't imagine going through life trying to figure it out myself. I need the light. And I'm thankful at the age of 13 years old, the light came on. And let me say, as a boy growing up in a preacher's home, I told you a little bit of my testimony last week. I did not live a crazy life of sin. I wasn't out in the world and experiencing all the darkness that the world had to offer. But I was still blind. I was blinded by Christian school. Though Christian school is a good thing. But I was blinded by being a Christian school kid. I was blinded by being in the youth group. I was blinded by being the preacher's son. And that night, March the 15th, 1993, in the middle of a terrible blizzard, I got on my knees right beside my bed and I said, Lord, I'm tired of playing a game. See, you can walk around in the dark with sunglasses on. Some of you's got sunglasses on, but you're in the dark. You can say, well, Pastor Boy, I'm telling you, I'm enjoying this. I got some suntan lotion on, man. I've got, I've got some, maybe some sunblock. I've got my glasses on, man. I'm ready for the light, but you're not in the light. Oh, no. You may walk around and act like you're in the light. You may lay down on a lawn chair and say, boy, I'm going to get some rays today. But if it's nighttime, you ain't getting nothing except mosquito bites. And looking weird. I want to be in the light. I want to live in the light. And by the way, when you go out here in your community and you go out on your job and you go out in, in this area and you go to the grocery store, the bank, or wherever you go throughout the week, you ought to let that light shine. If you're living in the light, they ought to say there's something different about that man. There's something different about that woman. There's something different. Why? Because if we know the light, we can't help but reflect the light. If we know it. Hey, do you know the Lord? Many believed in verse 30. Many walked away and their life was changed by Jesus. Those next few verses I won't get to today, but I love the theme of that. The truth shall make you free. The light will free you, won't it? The truth. The light reveals truth. What's done in secret, what's done in the dark, you can hide. That's why you watch most of these horror films. They're always filmed at night. Most of these violent crimes that are happening, a lot of them are happening at, at nighttime. Why? Because men love darkness rather than light. That's why when you walk into a place of ill repute or something that's wicked, it's always dark in there. Why? They don't want people seeing. I want to be somewhere where I can see where I'm going. I remember down there at that building down at the educational campus a few years ago, I was walking through the auditorium down there, the fellowship auditorium, and I didn't turn any lights on. It was at night, and I had to run back to the church. I forgot something in the very back in the electrical room. I was walking through there, and I'm like, I'll be all right. I was too lazy to flip a light. I, you know, you just walk in, you're like, yeah, I'll be in there just a second, man. I'm just... And son, I walked right into something somebody had laid out in the aisle. I can't remember what it was. Hit it about shin level. 
fell over, looked like an absolute fool. About broke my neck, laid there for a minute, thought, can I feel, you know, kind of moving some stuff. I mean, I hit it wide open. It was dark. And I didn't want nobody, I was thinking, boy, we used to have cameras in there. We've got cameras in there. And I'm thinking, boy, did somebody see that? <laughs> Foolish. Walking around in the dark when all I had to do was walk over to the wall and flip a light on and walk in and know that there was something laying in the aisle. And here I am laying on the floor saying, why would somebody leave something in the aisle? Why wouldn't I just flip a light on? It doesn't matter if there's people laying in the aisle. I could have easily made it. Why don't you just get in here today and flip the light on? If you have never encountered the light, today's a good day to meet the light. Let's close our eyes and bow our heads this morning.